from Magpie 24 7. It's time for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. By fans, for fans. How's the bacon? Did you say it? What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Anyone for Bacon podcast. See, this is going to be such a fluster one. It's been a couple since I've got Anyone for Bacon podcast correctly, and I, then I cocked it up a couple couple of podcasts later. But uh, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait a little bit for this one. Obviously, Christmas um, event events coming up and things that need to be sorted for that day. So me and Paul being a bit busy. It's been a night. It's been a welcome distraction, if if we're honest, because uh, last night. And we'll, we're going to talk about what all last night and how we feel, but <laughs> welcome distraction because I've never been so deflated as a Newcastle fan in all my life, honestly, Paul. Um, this is a low point. This this manager man is so inept and so clueless. I'm like I'm running out of running out of words to describe how shit he actually is. We, we uh, need we need Nigel Peterson at this point asking him if he is an ostrich because <laughs> surely. That cabbage-heated bastard has got his head well and truly beneath ground because he can't be in the same stratosphere that you know uh, ourselves are and many, 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 in fact, the vast majority of the Newcastle uh, people. So let's just start off on a positive today. So Merry Christmas, one and all. Uh, thank you for your continued support because this is about the only positive that we're going to be able to get today because yesterday was, yeah, you know, the better team won. The better team won, but the there is bigger problems at the moment going on. But you're totally right, mate. You hit the nail on the head. So deflated, so pissed off. We couldn't have done it yesterday. You know, I'm running out of grannies to drop kick down here. I really, really am. Uh, I was literally saving. I couldn't believe what I'd just witnessed. Another inept, pathetic, limp-wristed display. Allah, when we were playing against 10 men against Fulham, we had a 90 minutes of that yesterday. It was vile, disgusting. Brentford rightfully uh, threw, and Newcastle got what we deserved, which was absolutely fuck all from that game yesterday on the cabbage patch down in London. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll correct you, though. Brentford reserves, Paul. Brentford reserves. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, they, they rested all the best players, and the best players from last season left for the clubs in the summer. And uh, what was left... Was benched and then we got the we played the scraps and they still they still played Newcastle United off the park, but in the one thing you probably say about Bruce is we'll put a strong enough team out, and to be honest, the from the reception on social media after the game, you would think he put a reserve team out or something honestly, um, because there was no one blaming the players, which I don't blame the players either, Paul. The tactics for this game was. Absolutely abysmal, and the team there's was something team wrong with the players, wrong. mate. I'll tell you that for now. There's that's something wrong with them players. Yeah. There was only three. There was only three changes from the from the yeah. Fulham game. Not many at all. It was a it was a really strong side. Wilson played first League Cup start, and you, you look up and down that team. Well, well, good enough to beat Brentford. And it, was, it was very, it was cautious, very negative on 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 like the platforms and stuff before the game kicked off, and then we have seen Brentford's team, and it's like. There's no Ivan Tony. Are you sure? No Mbwembo. Are you sure? De Silva's only one of the only first team players in the squad. All right, okay. You can't cock it up now. Yeah. No, uh, he, he backed. He backed the players, mate. He, their, their manager backed the players that brought them to the dance. 
That is squad management. That is looking after. That is stroking egos. That is, you know, thinking about the entire team. That is good management. What Steve Bruce does, on the other hand, is literally back of a fag packet five minutes before the teams need to be in for the referees. Uh, but yeah, kudos to Brentford because, you know, the players that come in, they were up for it, mate. Yeah, they were I'll up for it. it. Yeah, I'll back them in the semi-final. Congratulations to them. If there's any Brentford yep. fans listening, I don't think there will be. But if there is, fair play to you. Honestly, really good performance from you, uh, from your reserve team especially. And you've got good things going on at Brentford. Uh, you're playing good football. You have a plan funny. in place. You look like you're going to be in the Premier League in a couple of years' time. So kudos to you. But as for Newcastle... We could very well be a team that you're replacing in the Premier League if we don't do something about Steve Bruce. Because honestly, everywhere Brentford is good, Newcastle are shocking. All we looked to do in this game was boot the ball up to Callum Wilson, um, who was smaller than both both the centre-backs that played. They couldn't ask for an easier night's work, the two centre-backs, two sub-centre-backs who aren't really getting game time at Brentford in the league. And they're playing up against one of... England's better strikers in Callum Wilson and had a comfortable night's work against them, Paul, because Bruce was continuously telling the players to, to put the ball up the field and, and trying this route one shot, and it just does not work, Paul. There's no plan, there's nothing trying to be executed, and we're talking about a, a plan not being executed, we're talking about a clueless performance 18, 19 months into the job, and we're, and we're, try, and we're trying to, like, We've given the benefit of the doubt. We've given the first season right, put your implant on this team. But I've I've been doing my research since this Brentford game, Paul, and the articles from his time at Villa, Hull, Wigan, Birmingham, they all say the same thing, that Steve Bruce doesn't have an imprint on the team. And the saying goes from Albert Einstein, insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again expecting different results and hence why steve bruce has never won a trophy hence why steve bruce has never finished in a champions league place and hence why steve bruce is a clueless dinosaur 40 years out of style manager in fact i don't even think he was in style when when liverpool win the 80s playing route one football with dal gleesh and in in all ends you know what i mean and kick in and, and kick players off the park. I don't even think Steve Bruce is in time for in, in time no. with that current today football. I, I'm 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 fed up with the entire thing, mate. The, the the my levels of annoyance started even before the game kicked off yesterday, and it started with the punditry and the build up. And if, if I've got to speak again about the likes of Jamie Redknapp, I could literally rip oh, my oh. own head off. Absolutely pathetic. The lasso was hosting it as well. This just reeks of people who, who look at the league table and think, well, there's no problem there. But the issue is, we have been so lucky to get there. And Bruce's look has well and truly dried up. Yep, we've not got, a, not got a plan. We've never, you know, look at this season. How, how many times have we actually played well and you thought we deserve to win? West Ham, West Ham, West possibly Burnley. It. Burnley, maybe you could argue and scrap about, but certainly I think West Ham. The opening day, there were there were positives there. Jamal Lewis looked good; he could get up and down and he can attack. Jeff Hendrick was he was scoring goals. Things were looking rosy. Since then, the new players have been bruised, and yep, we continue well. just 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 to go around with a with a brandless, with a senseless, 
no urgency in the entire team. And we've got the likes of Jamie fucking Redknapp, a washed-up, loser, pathetic, sick note of a player trying to preach to Newcastle fans and telling us and preaching to us about what we see, mate, and what we oh. should be expecting and how we are the biggest bunch of ungrateful bastards going. And then, of course, bringing out your Rafa this, your Rafa that. Yeah, I think Steve Bruce is doing a good well. job. And you nailed it on the head when you when you brought out a Newcastle eleven, which was just basically all of his mates and the people who are protecting him in yeah. the the media. I'm I'm sick of it. The the Rafa comparisons are doing my head in on a on a constant basis. This is eighteen months ago. It's comparing chalk and cheese, investment and no investment. And you know something, right? Yeah, Rafa had defensive football. And what we're getting told is this is defensive football under Bruce. It's not. It's clueless football. But you it know is. what? Under Rafa, we had a 4-0 against Fulham. We had Liverpool. We lost 3-2 to them. But I'm telling you something. When they came off that pitch, mate, after that game, that you remember the 3-2 at the end of the season? Yeah, they had shit stains in each one of the fucking pants because they were absolutely fucking petrified because Rafa, unlike Brucey, actually had a plan. And yes, it was defensive. And, you know... <laughs> But I think the end of it, it's how effective the plan yeah, is. There was an and... effective plan to actually do something and get results. And I am sick. And again, I was sick before the Brentford game even kicked up yesterday that Jamie Redknapp, and who was uh, the commentary yesterday? Was it Goodman? I think so. Just literally wanking over Bruce for the entire 90 minutes for half time. It was a laugh and a joke on. The last who's presenting the show is just basically just laughing. And you know what are Newcastle fans got to complain about? You yep. don't have to watch this week in and week out. It's fucking garbage, mate. It is shite. It is. And it is relegation bound. And I tell you something, we are sleepwalking into relegation and we're in another sort of Steve uh, sorry, Steve McLaren esque uh, run. This time I'm, I implore the people at Newcastle do something before it is too fucking late. Yeah. It's exactly. as simple it's as simple as that. You look We've got well until games. we screwed over. You do. You, you can. You can look at the last four games. Beat West Brom, hammer off Leeds, lucky draw against Fulham, and beating off Brentford Reserves. Collectively, yep. four teams that Newcastle should compete against. And I know you can say what you want about Leeds, but at the end of the day, we should be competing with these teams uh, in, in the division with the squad. If you look for player for player, with Leeds, with West Brom, with Fulham, with Brentford, you'd pick more Newcastle players in an 11 than you would in any, any of the other. Yeah, I'll I tell you something. Look at some of them teams, mate, right? Leeds with Bielsa, they have a plan and a vision. They may not win week in, week out, but you watch how they play. And even in you defeat, you, yeah. you, can see, you can see a plan. I'm telling you now, with um, bloody Big Sam going into West Brom, they will get, give them a couple of weeks to get used to his trainer methods and this, that and the other. They will get an identity. They will find a way. We're the only ones without an absolute Scooby at the bottom of that league and we are dropping. The only the only thing for me is will we be bottom or second bottom? Because you've got the likes of Chris Wilder and stuff at Sheffield, Sheffield United where it's going awfully. But Looking at that game last night, I still think, mate, he's lost the plays. Look at Miggy sitting there. He was almost crying when he'd been taken off. Yeah. You've, the body language. You've got John Joe Shelby with the I really can't be fucking arsed 
written on front on the front his of his shirt. Language. He's the captain. His attitude is stinking, Paul. Honestly, yeah. it slows Newcastle down so much. And I know I'll obliterate Steve Bruce's tactics and stuff tonight, or lack of tactics. But every time that John Joe Shelby touches the ball, Paul, we'll go from we'll go from very slow to static. We'll just stop because yeah. he has to it's take like a telegraph ball. He has to take the ball and he has to look up and he has to do his little flick with his leg or it has to it has to go a certain height to make it look like he knows what he's doing. And more often than not, Paul, it goes 10 yards over hit, 10 yards under hit, or it goes out for a throw. And it very rarely hits the mark yeah. with John Joe Shelby. I'll Shame. tell you with John Joe as well, right? Name me the last time he had a decent game. Name me a, a time when he hasn't been picked on name and salary that he gets. He is living on his name. In the same way, if you remember that yeah, team that went down for Newcastle, the first one <laughs> that was filled up with the likes of Damien Duff, uh, Alan Smith, Viduga. Uh, you know, those type of players, you are living on past glories. This is not the player who burst onto the scene and who was going to be England's next saviour and this, that and the other. Yeah. Anybody, anybody else, he wouldn't He wouldn't be in. He just looks so disinter disinterested. It and does. he's the captain. He's the fucking captain. And I'm sitting there thinking, what? And I put an article out this morning on onto the Facebook page about the area that I feel is the biggest problem for Newcastle, and it is that central midfield. It fucks us it over. Is. It doesn't give us defensive cover. It doesn't get the ball forward. And like you say, it's just literally, I'll ping the ball and it'll look good on me. But that's just a case of, I'll look after my own little bit. But there's no collective responsibility. There's no, there's no urgency. Not absolutely no. fuck all urgency I saw in that match yesterday. In the middle... Won't he look like there's a little bit about when Isaac Hayden plays in the middle and he plays really well, Paul. He has to yep. carry the midfield for us. It looks look like something in the midfield. And that's if we're not 45 yards back into our own half trying to play football in one box. Do you know what I mean? And and, well, that's, and that, that's, that's another that's another in, 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 indictment on, on Bruce. Why the fuck is he having to pay centre-back when we've got a player who had Messi in his back pockets on loan out in Spain? It's absolutely oh, bad. I mean, well, if you loan him out, get some fucking covering because Kieran Clark's injury prone as they come. As much as I like Kieran Clark, but we're having to play central midfielders at centre back. We've only got oh, Liverpool and Man City it's, and them it's, coming it's up. Ridiculous. And he's saying after the game, uh, Bruce last night, oh, what I could have done with a centre back. The same, the same very man who loaned oh. Florian Lejeune out there, Alv Alvarez or whatever they're called in Spain. Mm -hmm. It's a joke, Paul. Like, what wouldn't you think for a second in your head? Oh, wait, I'm a bit short in defensive cover. I might want to wait until the Rob Holden deal's actually done before loaning him out. Or, or no, no, we'll loan him out. That's done. No bother. Oh, wait, what's that? It's not happening. All right, am I going to get, get another Arrogant one? Bastard. Oh, no, Arrogant we'll bastard, mate. He wants to put his own. St this is the man who actually rates, who rates Phil Jones. And he's chased he is chased him like, he's he chased him like, like an absolute lad infatuated with some lass. He's chasing Phil fucking Jones. Like I say, the best part of him slipped down his fucking mother's leg. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest advert for having a wank that there's ever fucking been. He's shite. Oh, Yet I know. Steve Bruce is going after him. What will happen to us is, what happened to Sunderland will become a retirement home for all Manchester United players. I'm sorry, oh, uh -uh, not happening. Yeah. Don't want that. He's shite. Well, Everybody can see the, the The Man United retirement home stuff. I'm sure yeah. he started it back in the day, but honestly, mate, I mean, we'll look at the problems in the midfield, right? 
yet Matty Longstaff can't even get in the squad. There's no centre on the bench. Yeah, he can't. Matty's fit. He's ready to go, but he can't even get a chance. He can't even get a chance in the team. On the bench, like it, it bewilders me because the one thing that's screaming this team at the minute in midfield is a little bit energy. And I think Matty Longstaff, the way he runs and how how energetic in the midfield he he can be, it's exactly what Newcastle need. But Steve Bruce will persist with John Joe Shelby and he's shite passing. That's 20 yards over hit, and he's shite work rate. And Sean, who I, I do, I really like Sean, but he's clearly out of form, clearly out of confidence, played like that last night. And he, and he, looks, and he looks unmotivated, Paul, when he's when he's strolling around and stuff. He just looks he looks sick yeah, of his life. He'd rather he be anywhere else but where he's at. You're yep. playing Sean Longstaff out of position. And we've talked before, and Bobby used to be famous for this, talking about square pegs in round holes. I want square pegs for square holes and round uh, pegs for round holes. Stop playing him so deep. He is not a midfielder. He's a number 10. He needs to be on the edge of the box. He needed to be where Miggy was last night. That is where Sean needs to be. He's not got the awareness. He's not got the skill set. He's not got it in the locker to play deeper. It's not in his game, but it is in Matty's game. And yeah. if he can't get a game against Brentford Reserves, yes, it's a very important game. It was a very important game. and we. Sh- but put him in. How are we ever going to know? How can we judge what Matty's going to be like? He's had two opportunities, really, for me, against Manchester United. And on both of them, he's done fantastically well. Now, yes, the young players, they come in, they come out. You've got to protect them. You've got to nurture them. There's been no nurturing with Sean Longstaff. He's thrown in regardless. And that is when you get um, complacent, uh, you know, uh, players and that sort of thing. To me, it should be on form. It should not be on name. And the likes of John Joe Shelby wouldn't be anywhere near the first team if I was manager at the moment because he's clearly not doing enough. He's not justifying his wage um that he, no, get, that he gets paid, and, and like you said, it's screaming out for Maddie. Give him a, give him a it's run. What are you scared of? Yeah. What are you scared of? It is, mate. It's screaming out for a Matty Longstaff. It's screaming out for someone just to take the midfield by the scuff of the balls and go for it. So when Kieran Clark's fit or Feddy's back from back to full fitness, I'd get Matty Longstaff and Isaac Hayden in the middle, and I would drop Shelby and I would drop Sean. And to be honest. Unless Matty and Hayden managed to play worse, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take them out of the team for a while. What we got to lose, what, mate? What? Uh, because what, we already what? know. You know, and I know what John Joe is going to give you. Every one in ten or fifteen games, he'll stick one in the top corner, and you'll think, "Wow!" But in between them, like yesterday, he can't take free kicks. He can't take um, set pieces. His decision making no. awful, and he's got one party trick and newsflash. Everybody knows what the party trick is. Yeah, if I exactly. know it, the opposition fucking manager truly knows it. He's a one-trick yeah. pony. He, he, there was like there was hundreds of occasions last night where he was dipping to centre back to get the ball. He was booting the ball up to the field, and it was ending straight back at the opposition. The opposition were just piling back up with through a John Joe Shelby pass. And like in yeah. terms of chances in the first half, both chances that we had. Uh, Fraser with a half volley at the goalkeeper. Uh, the corner from that ended up as a throw-in, and then the throw-in went back to the goalkeeper. Oh, Callum that's Wilson, another thing. Callum Wilson had a chance. One-on-one, uh, one, touched the ball too heavy, 
try to go around the goalkeeper, went out for a throw in. What it would do, the ball went straight back to the bastard goalkeeper where they put the ball up. I that's was screaming at this point. I was that's literally the ident- that's yeah. the only identity I can see with this team. They get the ball in line with their their penalty box for a throw in. The ball goes from Jamal Lewis to whoever's in midfield, back to the centre back at the halfway line, and then back to the bastard goalkeeper. Mm. The amount sure. of times they've done that, Paul, last night was infuriating. Yep. It just shows to me that they don't do anything on that training ground because there's a lack of idea. There's a lack of know-how in an attacking position as a team because that's all we're doing. We're playing it back to the goalkeeper from a throw-in in one place to put the ball back up to the centre-forward mm-hmm. when they've already mobilised. It's pointless. It's directionless. It's Bruce Ball, mate. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. And it just shows yeah. the lack of direction uh, from that manager. And he, had, and he had the fucking most touches in the entire game, mate. Carl Darlow had more fucking touches of that football, right, than the rest of the team fucking combined. Yeah, it, it's embarrassing. It was that, it yeah, that embarrassing. You've got Miggy, who, you know, again... I love Miggy. No shots, no assists, no crosses, no absolute nothing stabbed of anything. Because that's all we do. And and I was literally, I was I was saying to, to the other half, we sat watching the match and, and I was like, they're gonna pass this back, they're gonna pass this back. No, they're not. No, they're not. I'm a bit of, no, I'm telling you they're gonna pass it back. And literally, it's it's like a level of psychic. And it's yes. straight all the way back, and you're like, "Oh my word, what is the problem with getting the ball in the box and creating a chance? Who knows what can happen? You're not going to score when the ball from Carl Dallo. It just it just shows what we're about, mate. Because when Ra- when we're under Rafa, right, we used to counter attack as a team and attack as a team and defend as a team. Now it's just like the route one option and and that's it and he'd be like and he's like oh we'll have to roll the sleeves up and all this that take for i'm sick of aiming that bollocks like it's the same shit every single week we're getting outplayed off every team we'll play against and yet the only people that seem to tell us how to support the team and tell we how great bruce is is his mates in the press you, you see Trevor Sinclair today speaking an utter load of bullshit about about um oh Bruce is steady in the ship and you've got you've got Carlton Cole who by the way was a shit centre forward um trying to trying to say Bruce already steadied the ship now you need to look at look at your facts Carlton Cole had had two full seasons consolidated mid table in the Premier League wanting to kick on to higher yet we've took Steve Bruce and we're getting worse and worse and worse even though he's had 120 130 million worth of investment within two years in the football club the only difference is that the only difference between us staying up and going down at the minute for the first time in 13 years is actually the investment of the owner and, and the, the the investment into the football club yeah and we're, we're, we're a Callum Wilson mate away from a clusterfuck yeah, if it weren't for, like I know people are saying Carl Darlow and, and is it Carl Darlow's the difference, but you look at West Brom, West Brom got Sam Johnston who's making save after save after save every single week, and they don't have a centre forward and they're in the bottom three and we're not. Colin Wilson is the difference in that team, Paul. He really yeah. is, and you it, it's like if it weren't for him, we would be We'd be gone. We'd be gone without a a, a trace. You look at last night, uh, one of the graphics that Sky actually brought up before the game kicked off, and they were ranking Newcastle in terms of chances created and clean sheets, all those sort of good stuff. And we're literally 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th. 17th was the best that we were on on anything. And yet still, they sat there and defended them 
and suggested that it was all down to Newcastle fans and our unrealistic expectations. I don't know what they expect. I don't know what they want. Well, he's a newsflash. A fucking shot at target or two would be nice for a starter for 10. A goal yeah. occasionally would be okay. Uh, I've got uh, no illusions of Champions uh, fucking League. A, a conducted plan that we can execute efficiently because I think yeah. Craig Hope summed it up brilliantly last night. The only identity Newcastle seem to have is we get Pep at all game, 25 to 30 shots per game, and hope Colin Wilson nicks a winner or hope Colin Wilson nicks a penalty and get a bit of luck. This manager yeah. literally relying on luck. He said in his press conference last night, um, oh, we didn't get a run of luck today against Brentford Reserves, Paul. Our full-strength team against Brentford Reserves, and this manager is resorting to luck. He wants luck to win with a game against Brentford Reserves. Brentford Reserves, I, I can't... Never in my lifetime have I seen a championship side rest players to go against the Premier League side <laughs> and, and, and you know what I mean? The rested players because right. the focus are on the division. It's, it's not Manchester City, mate. It's not Chelsea. It's not Liverpool. It's not Liverpool one of the top is. sides in the league. Where yes, I'd agree. You do need a little bit of luck. But Bruce has had more luck and more jam than Hartley's mate this season. He's yeah. had more luck and more jam than Hartley's last season. He's used his share of luck up. He's used his share of VAR miracles up. He really, really has. He can't talk about luck. It needs to come from the training uh, park. We need an identity. And a sh like I said at the opening, Newcastle playing against 10 men Fulham created fuck all. No urgency, no desire, no heart, no blood, no guts, no nothing from that no. team, right? And it's no. a talented teammate. And yeah. again, against, against the entire 90 this time, against Brentford, it was the exact same type of boring, bland, Uninspiring dross that was served up no exactly what the same that we, we played against uh, Fulham, especially when we went down to 10 men when we should have been like sensing blood, smelling blood, and going for it. We never go for it under Steve Bruce. And for all of those who, like I said, say, Well, Rafa never went for it. Well, I remember 4 0 against Fulham, I remember 3 2 3 0 against 3 0 against Chelsea at home, um, 5 1 yeah. against Tottenham. 4-1 against Preston. All uh, There's loads of games where I can mention. So don't where don't, don't tell me that, that Bruce, sorry, that, that, uh, that Rafa just played defensive football and make out it's the same that Bruce is serving up because one person has a plan. He's got a CV and he's got every fucking trophy imaginable. He's got contacts in the game. He's got, you listen to him speak and he talks about aspects of the club like uh, commercial income and improving stuff and improving the facilities and the stadium and the infrastructure and you've got Steve Bruce talking about uh, is it going to be uh, a kebab with chilli or garlic sauce that, that's the comparison there yeah pretty much bag packet football the one thing Bruce does have, that like you said, is contacts in the game because his media mates are really backing him up. I mean, talk sport the day, the PR onslaught of Steve Bruce is a great manager. It's fucking, it's bullshit, Paul. It really is. I've never, in my Herbal life... Diarrhea. Like, I've said throughout the season, right, there's two managers that hit the, at the top of the pedestal for the worst manager I've seen at Newcastle. It's been between John Carver and Steve Bruce. I actually think Steve Bruce is starting to take the reins, mate, of uh, the worst manager I've ever seen. For a long, long time, it was yeah, Alan Pardew that I hated the most. But He's up there with Joe Kinnear for me. In terms of in terms of John Carver, I felt sorry for him because it was an interim appointment. In terms of managers permanently that I've seen at this club, 
Steve Bruce is by far, and I mean, mate, by far the worst I've ever seen. We don't look like anything. We're just a dead football club, mate. And I yeah. say, I put on social media last night, it's, I've never wanted a takeover more now than any time in the last 13 years. We're dying. It's not even a want, mate. It's a dire need. Uh, Mick Laws was, was talking on social media last night, and you know I've got a lot of time for Mick. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just it, it's vile it's shit just talking from the absolute height you know he has seen it all he's seen from before keegan came to the the the, the rise upwards you know up to the premier league the journey the entertainers he's seen bobby he's seen glenn roder um you know chris uh chrissy hilton he's seen it all mate he and he is saying it's vile, it's shit, it's the worst it's ever been. The club is toxic, it is dead, it is bitter, because it's not just Steve Bruce. It's Steve Bruce, Lee Chandy and Mike Ashley are yeah. such a toxic, negative uh, brand. And Steve Bruce wants to be thanking his holy uh, and lucky stars that no fans can come in the stadium at the moment. There has been bits and bobs of protest, banners put outside of the training ground. The players have been back into training today. Uh, what the point of that is when they don't actually practice jack shit on the trainer pitch, I do not fucking know. But the problems are plentiful and huge. And the only thing that is truly going to sort this, mate, like you've just said, is a takeover. It needs a complete nut, a fresh broom, sweeps clean throughout the entire um, football club. And it needs some serious... Uh, TLC, yeah. It needs some serious TLC. Even immediate uh, fixes... In, in the playing squad, the balance, um, the personnel that's available, we need to be shifting out some players. Players are there on rep, uh, on on name value alone. They're not good enough. Yeah, there's a couple They're of them not on name value, and it's like, <laughs> like we'll look at the last four made who we've had. We've had obviously the the three newly promoted teams, and we'll get beat off them. Um, Brentford reserves. It's such a low point right now. I mean, that was a big chance for Newcastle to get to a semi-final. We last got to a semi-final against Man United at Millennium Stadium in like 2004-2005. And we haven't had a really good chance to get to a semi-final, semi-final since. And for a, for a team, for a championship team, they're doing well, fair play to them, to play the reserves, to drop Ivan Tony, to drop Mbwembo, the, the main threat and the best midfielder and defender as well. For them to drop them and for them to still outplay one, and still beat one. For me, yeah. is the it's the biggest sin. Like obviously, the last quarter final that Steve Bruce got to were laid over and died against Man City, and I know there'll be a couple of Bruce Bruce in people. Oh well, he got yeah, a two. Oh, yeah, he got a two, two quarter final. Look at who we played. It like you mentioned luck before with Bruce. If it weren't for Steve, if it went for Steve Bruce's luck, would have went out in the second round to Blackburn would have only had six points in the Premier League as well and would have been in the bottom three right now, Paul. Because the amount of games where we've been good and deserved wins, I would probably say Burnley, West Ham and maybe Everton at a stretch. So six to nine points in the Premier League would have if it wasn't down to just if it wasn't just down to luck. But you look at the amount of points we've picked up, mate, that's just complete and utter just complete and utter luck. I mean but, but these pundits, they don't see it, mate. They don't see the 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 look. They don't credit the look. They, they say it's not look, and this, that, and the other. We're watching it all the time. It yeah. is look. It Who's is. Who's more qualified to be able to to, to say this? You know? Oh, 
that they're not. I mean, they don't watch Wall all week, every every week, and every game. I mean, we talk about it on every podcast. We watch every minute, and so does so does everyone listening to us. Well, they watch He's every a minute. A blithering old bastard. He, he needs to be put with the, the. He might be a lovely man. It's a totally different conversation. It's I'm not a not personal either. attack as, as as such. But you know, in the same way that I thought Joe Kinnear belonged in a, in, in a in a retirement army he, yeah. he needed to enjoy his retirement and this and that I have the same feelings towards Steve Bruce he's a different idiot and he needs protecting from himself he's not qualified he's not capable um, if he's ever had the dressing room I think he's lost the dressing room the body language of them players last night made throughout the entire 90 minutes were I'd rather be anywhere else but fucking here I'm 40 this year I would I would give anything I was stood there and I was screaming at the TV same. I would give anything to be able to instill a little bit of passion into these lads and a little bit of gal and a bit of organisation and stuff. I've, I've seen us win a trophy that looks like a TV aerial. I've said this before. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'm desperate. I, I would give anything to see Newcastle. Uh, and this was a fantastic opportunity to see Newcastle go to the latter stages of a couple of competition. And you never know when you get to these stages. You know, I've, I've, I was looking before the game kicked off. I went back you know, to the uh, to the late 90s when we got to the two Wembley finals in two successive years and then obviously the semi after that, uh, getting a bit of inspiration, uh, listening to some of the old commentary bag, listening to some of the old, uh, you know, sites and really trying to sup it up. And I, w- I was geared up and I was ready for that match and I was chomping at the bit. Those players who come out yesterday to represent our football club did a, a pathetic job. Yes, there was a couple of players who did Okay, I thought Dallow did okay. Um, and, and Clark, you can't really complain too much. It's a front together partnership. Um, but then you, you're looking around the rest of it. I, I thought Murphy was particularly bad. He took some really awful touches he, when he needed to shoot. He just again looked devoid of confidence. Callum Wilson looked like, like he had the weight of the world all over his shoulders. You bring on Andy Carroll, and he's and he's smashing into his own players and trying to get shots off. And you're looking at the likes of Andy Carroll, and you're thinking, why is he? Why is that even a thing? Why is he at our football club? Why is he using a, a very, very precious uh, squad place up? He's a striker who hasn't scored in fucking years and years. Yet he is an option for Newcastle, you know. And it's so frustrating, and scored a goal. Yeah, yeah, he's going to come on and all of a sudden change it. Uh, and I, I, I was just saying to the wife when we were watching it, I said, we are desperate. She predicted at half-time, she said, these will win at 1-0. It's as sure as, sure as eggs as eggs. She said, I, yeah. I can just see what's going to happen. She said, because you have got nout. You have got absolutely nout. I'm having, uh, you can say it down here, Barnsley supporters, Sheffield Wednesday, lead supporters, taking the piss out of me on a daily fucking basis, man. <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday are bottom of the championship. Man. I've got two quid to, to rub together. Yet they're taking the piss. And you can see... They're saying, well, even we've got a style of football that might be shit, but at least you can identify with it. Yeah. Uh, and we, we just need, we are desperate, mate. We need a new manager. I don't care if it costs Mike Ashley a, a million, two million. What is the price of the football club going to be, mate, when we are relegated? And, and there's, a, there's a realistic chance of it happening. I'm not saying it definitely will, but there's a realistic chance of it happening. There's a big chance. I mean, people are saying, oh, they're 12th and all. Look, let's have a look at the table after January 3rd, after both played Leicester. Because as bad as we've been last four games, we've been terrible. 
against newly promoted sides and championship reserve sides. The next three games, Man City away, Liverpool at home, Leicester at home. Sorry, Paul, but not only do I see we're picking up zero points and it being two or three more negative podcasts, I really see it being 20, 15 to 20 goals conceded in them next three games. Yeah. I, I have that little faith in Steve Bruce because we know exactly what he's going to do. He'll put 10 men behind the ball. He'll probably put Andy Carroll or Dwight Gale or, or, or Callum Wilson up front on the on the Todd and, and try and boot the ball up and hope, hope being the big word, hope we can shit out away to a point and hang on for dear life because that's his... Not that's Sunday league football, mate. There should be no hope about it. These are highly paid professional athletes. We've got some good footballers at our club. Get the organised. So shitely. There's no tactics. They can't take a set piece. They can't take a free, a decent free kick. When Mickey come, we were told, oh, he's cracking it at uh, free kicks. Have you seen it? Because I've not seen it. He's never given a chance. But John Joe will take time and time and time again. And again, you're looking at Steve Bruce. No passion. No animation from the side of it. No trying to change things. He puts four strikers on. But then we don't get uh, we don't get the ball to them, and we do comedic, stupid things at the end when it should be do and die when it should be, you know, putting your heart on your shoulder and, and uh, uh, well, your heart on the outside of your chest and going for it. There was no urgency, and afterwards no, the, 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 there was there was no. I was distraught. I was devastated. I crump. I was crumpled on the heap. I was upset. I was angry. I had to get out the house. Like you said, drop kicking really grannies left, right, and centre down here, mate. It was. Um, I'm passionate was, about it. How come yeah. they're not as passionate as what we are? I was, about and surely a footballer when they cross the pitch, mate. They want what you want. They want to win, but it doesn't look like that with Steve Bruce. I think the mentality of the, the manager is starting to really affect the players because every week he goes into his press conference, oh, well, you know, I hope we can do this. I hope we can get a point. I hope we can hope we can play this very tough team that we've got to play against. He constantly downgrades. It's like, we're, it's like we're playing Barcelona every week from 2008, mm-hmm. 2011, the best club team to ever play football. It's like we're playing against that. Every single week, so he's like, "Oh well, it's a really tough game, and we'll hope, and we'll hope, and we'll hope." And it's every week. And the you goal, can accept man. the odd, you can accept the odd performances, mate. But when it is week in, week out, Lee Charlie should the alarm bells should be signalling. If it was still Freddie Shepherd in charge of the football club, use him as an example, right? He'd have been gone ages ago. He'd have listened to the fans. It, it, to be fair, he wouldn't even needed to listen to them too much because he would have known hand on heart. You can't do the job. You're not equipped. You can't take the club any further. And he would have seen the fact that we that we were sleepwalking, and he'd have been gone, and rightfully so. I don't think Freddie Shepard would have hired him, to be honest, mate. Well, not he would not. But if, 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 if he'd have got him, he he would have been gone. He would have been gone yeah. before now. He's he, he was ne- he was not good enough, mate. When he came in to replace Rafa, he's never been good enough. He never will. We consistently said, even when we were winning, getting stupid decisions, great amounts of luck. All of that, even when we were, we were winning, we were saying on here, he he's, he needs to go. He's not the choice. He's not right for our football club. We're still seeing it in defeat. This yeah. isn't a knee-jerk reaction to one game. No, it isn't no. a knee-jerk reaction to two games. It is a long line of 
troublesome, worrying performances. And the, you can't see it getting any better. I can't see us even scoring over Christmas. That is how no, bad no, it is no, that we can't no. even look like we're going to be scoring a goal. Never mind keeping a clean sheet. Never mind getting points on the board. Anything that we get over Christmas would be, again, a absolute huge Christmas miracle. Honestly, man, I think we'll be lucky to have five shots on target over the next three games. Yeah. Five shots on target. No, no goals, n- n- nothing like that. Five shots on target, I don't think we'll manage it. And I think we'll be lucky to have an average possession of 30 in the next three games. Over the next three games, I don't think we'll cause any problems for any of the teams we'll play. I think we'll concede 15 to, to 20 goals in the next three games and then you look at the Premier League table because we'll have a shite goal difference we'll have we'll be on we'll be on a four loss streak five loss streak and it will be four will be 15th 16th maybe because we'll not get caught by the teams in the bottom three but they'll be b- bloody close to a pole mm-hmm. Burnley are starting to get the shit together West Brom are starting to get the shit together Fulham are starting to get the shit together It'll be a relegation six-pointer against the likes of Sheffield United and Arsenal, won't it? And and I said before in the last episode, you know that Sheffield United's first victory is going to come against us. You can just sense it. It is coming. Put your money on it. Go to the bookie. It's a sure fire thing that they will get that win against Newcastle. There's no doubt about it. Aye, I know. But but, but Charlie, Charlie's got to wake up. When was the last time we heard from this man? Because ultimately, he's know. responsible for the day-to-day operations. Him, Justin Barnes, and whoever else. Ashley's out of the country or something, it's believed, uh, at the moment. So it's up to them, do to be decisive for once in your life. Get your balls out of your wife's purse, insert them, and make some actual managerial decisions. Because, as I've said, we are sleepwalking towards relegation. It's not good enough. We've had enough. He's had 18-month work in progress don't make me fucking laugh. If I hear him say that, that it takes time to change the ethos and stuff like that. He's, he hasn't. Not I at could, any I point. Could problem. I could throttle him. Yeah, it could. It's it's really bad, mate. I mean, the, look at the goal that we conceded. It was just a just a basic ball through. And there was times in that game where Brentford reserves were playing the playing beautiful football through with no problem at all. Just make them look bang average. I mean, who was Full the back shit? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, they were just playing through. We're like, now it was a matter. And the response, I mean, last five minutes, he put four centre forwards on and he did exactly what he was doing for the for the previous 85 minutes, booting the ball up. And the only difference is there was more players up the field. There was literally four defenders, one midfielder, and the rest were uh, get it in the mix. Our lads. It's where, so where, where's, where's the thinking out of the box, mate? Where, where's coming up with a left field idea? Where's trying something a little bit different? Where was mm-hmm. getting the ball down and trying to work? I know it was a bit of a bad pitch, but it was the same for both teams, and they played better football than what we did. So if they can play football, how come we can't? Jodrin Yedlin, how come he's coming all of a sudden? You've got Emil Crafts uh, sat on the bench, so we assume he's fit enough. Yet all of a sudden, is 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 dropped down to, like you say, bench warming duty. Yet Jundry Yedlin comes in from the call. Uh, Lewis looks an absolute shadow of what he was. He's been well and truly bruised. Um, we've already said Longstaff's been bruised. Oh, Misfield is shocking. Murphy playing in his preferred position did nothing to justify his claims. Miggy looks angry, upset down 
distraught. He at least looks as if he cares about what's going on. You saw him hands in his his head in his hands. He looked absolutely distraught and upset. And I, I just I just can't well, believe that that we're not capable of, of of better than this. And you've you've he's fucked a, ma- a major chance up. Who knows with our looking cup draws when we'll get another cup draw like that, another chance to get through to a semi final, a one legged semi final. May I add as well? Yeah. When, well, when, when's it. the next chance? I don't think Bruce will get another chance again, mate, because. If we have as bad a Christmas as I think we're going to have, and then Sheffield United and Arsenal, I think they'll they have a good chance against us as well. I honestly think they will make a decision to sack Steve Bruce mm-hmm. if the results don't change. And because yeah, forget about the FA Cup, mate. Now. Forget about the FA Cup. We'll get bummed out of that. I tell you now. All we've got to do. The only competition we're in is for who's the biggest banter club between us and Arsenal this season. That is it, and a relegation fight, which we're also in. At the at yeah, the time we'll being, we've asked we'll yeah. Wait till after January third. It it will be close, and then when the pressure's really on, Sheffield United and Arsenal come up, and they turn over as well. Serious questions need to be asked because Bruce needs to go. Mate, the fans can see the writing on the wall from the McLaren days, and yeah. we see we see history repeating itself, and the club don't, and it's bewildering me. Steve Bruce has got to go. He's got to go now. And if to be honest, mate, all this nice bloke stuff, I'm starting not to believe it. I'm really not. His arrogance and his ignorance towards the whole situation is mental. If he was a Newcastle fan, he I... wouldn't have done the job. If he was a Newcastle fan, he would realise the problem and he would realise he is the problem and he would realise that he's got to go to fix a short-term problem. Obviously, the bigger picture problem is Mike Ashley, Lee Charnley and getting them out of the club. But at least with Mike Ashley, they've tried to sell the club this year. You know what I mean? And Bruce, which is, like you say, sleepwalking into a relegation fight with Steve Bruce in charge. And yeah, we've shithoused away to a couple of wins and looked away to a couple of draws. But Paul, honestly, he's luck has run out now. It, he's not going to get much more luck. We're shit house more way to uh, shit point games against Fulham, where we're one attack was a penalty and a red card that's been since overturned by the FA. Do you know what I mean? He's shit house and he's way to results, mate. He really is. We need, mate. And we need another five or six wins. That's what yeah. we need. We need another five or six wins where in the league. Where, uh, where's the uh, going to come from? Yeah. Honestly, where's well, where, yeah, we, we, you can't tell. You can't tell. It's really, it's just really um, frustrating as a fan at the minute, mate. Honestly, and, and like I say as before, thirteen years I've never wanted to take over more than we do now. It's just it's utter desperation at this point. There's no positives, and honestly, three yeah. podcasts over Christmas are going to be bloody hard to do, mate. The really the arse has dropped out the club. The arse has dropped out the club. I said before uh, on a previous podcast, Mike Ash has already put the keys in an envelope and posted them through the door. He's got no interest at all. So it's up to Lee Charney, Justin Barnes to just draw his attention to the fact that if we do go down, your three hundred million pound deal that you're fighting with the uh, Premier League over. It, it, Regardless, it will not go ahead if we are relegated. Not a chance, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, it's good as a fan. I mean, from a not from a business perspective or anything else. Just looking at it as a fan, we've got a relegation battle to look forward to a fucking again, and it's not good enough. There's players who are good players who we get nowhere near 
enough out of, mate. And there's players in that team and squad that needs to be shipped out. And we need to have a really, really proactive and busy January. And you know, again, we will not. Bruce has already talked about this. It'll be Bentelev on on a free transfer, I can can guarantee. That'll be a lot. Uh, and, and and that'll be it. And and you see Bruce's eyes, that's that's fantastic. It'll be over the moon with that. It, 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 I, I feel like shaking him. Do you realise? Do you realise how bad we're playing? Do you realise how shit the tactics are and, um, and how much shit the football club is in? And yeah. what you are doing to it. it and it, he talks about his dad and his family and the heritage and growing up as a Newcastle supporter. If he cares one little bit, he will clear his desk off, fuck off, and never, ever haunt our shores again. I don't want to see the Werther's original dinner lady bastard again, as long as I fucking live. Yeah. But sadly, mate, we're going into Christmas with Steve Bruce, who's already accepted we can't beat the top six teams. Obviously, the tougher games. Boys. But... He, he he said in an interview a couple of weeks ago, we cannot beat the top six. So what yeah. for? So what what are the players going to think when they know he's already said that and they're being like, well, <laughs> well there's no motivation there. I remember Newcastle United beating flipping Man City uh, January last January two years ago. Unbelievable. You never um, heard that off Rafa. You never yeah. heard it off Rafa. You never heard, you never heard it before of any other manager, for that matter, that we've had. You do not go into something saying that you can't win it, that you can't do it, that it's impossible. Even coming out, as, as daft as it is, and him saying, oh, we can't win the Premier League. I know we can't win the Premier League with this squad. You know that. The players know that. But they don't want to be reminded about the limitations or what they can't do. How about playing to our strengths? How about playing to get the, the maximum out of the, the players that we do have. Stop. He can't. He's, Stop. He's, he's, he's just he's so football. negative. And he's like a personality vacuum and his press conferences. Again, there's no wonder he's enjoying having all these Zoom calls and stuff like this because get you'd want to put your hand down your throat. I really would at the moment and I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't stop. I, I just hate the bloke. I want him out. I want him gone. And to be honest, anybody of the other managers who are out there, or un- even unemployed, don't even look for managers who need compensation. Anybody who is unemployed and out of work, I'd rather have over this absolute fucking buffoon. Yeah, Bruce, fuck many, off out. There's many choices that could go with and would be would have at least an identity about ourselves within a month or two of them taking over. Marco Silva would probably be a better option than Bruce. Nigel Piasson would. Um, obviously, Eddie Howe's the popular vote. Um, he would get work playing a bit differently as well, and I think would for the better with the positive players that we'll have going forward. Like, there's plenty of options out there. Just the like you say, before mate, they can't leave it too too long. And to summarise what is probably the the lowest point of Steve Bruce's management in a defeat of Brentford's second team, it's like, where do you go from here, mate? It's like, obviously, the podcasts over Christmas are going to be flipping shit. We apologise in advance. Yeah. yeah you, thought, you thought it was bad enough that somebody wearing red and white stuck into your house and, uh, you know, ate your mince pies and your cakes and, your, and all of that. If that isn't bad enough, that you've got some red and white bastard doing that, then we've got to put up with watching uh, Steve Bruce. And you, you yeah. sit there and you think to yourself, 
He's going to ruin my Christmas. He's going to ruin my Christmas. The only thing that I can suggest to everybody, have a few drinks. <laughs> just forget and about it. Focus on the family. Honestly, just have a, have a wicked Christmas because that's exactly what I'm yeah. going to do. I'm just going to focus on the family, schedule a couple of posts so I don't have to worry about even even the, even the, even the socials for a day. I'm just going to worry about my family Christmas, mate. And I think that's the best way to go. And I think, honestly, that's what you should do too, listening. Um, and then when we come back to it on the 27th for another podcast, hope for a miracle, Zaman. Try and try and, um, <laughs> hope, hope we don't get absolutely hammered off Man City. But I'm watching from behind the sofa, I think. I mean, I've I never been watching from behind the sofa, like, like you know, like, like you know, mate, I've not been a one for predictions. But if we get if we lose by six or seven on Boxing Day, it really wouldn't surprise me at all. It really wouldn't. I really. I'm expecting it. I really think Bruce is on his way out, mate, and um, it's really coming at the fore how bad he actually is. Because um, yeah. St. Maxman bailed out the the shit last season. He's obviously not around, so it looks worse. And then you've got Callum Wilson this season. When Callum Wilson isn't hitting the net, mate, you can just see how bad we are and how many how little goals we score as a team. It it's exposes him. It exposes him as a fraud and a charlatan. He should have been left at Sheffield Wednesday at the foot of the championship. That is his level. That is where he belongs. He was never should have been given the chance. And it also calls into question for me a, a, a question of next time there's a managerial appointment to be made, I want Lee Charlie and his stubby little penfold mitts nowhere near the fucking selection process because he is as useless as they come. There's tons of competent managers out there. I'd even take a Steven Gerrard. I'd even take a Patrick Vieira. Vieira. I'd, I'd take a punt on somebody like that. I'd prefer an Eddie Howe. Yes, he relegated Bournemouth last season. But look at all the fantastic stuff he did. Look at a brand of football. Look at a little bit of entertainment. Yes, he had a lot of injuries last year on a small squad and went down. Yeah, but he, provide, he, he, he did. He punched above his weight all the time. And you never once heard him talking uh, so... I don't want a defeatist. I don't want somebody who's going to give up. I want somebody who's going to fight for our football club as much as I would fight for the football club if I yep. were manager there. That's what yep. I want. A little bit of pride and a little bit of fight in the in the football club. I want the players to be as proud of that shirt as what I am. Yeah, bang on, mate. And the one message I think we, we're going to have before we, before we leave you for to enjoy your Christmas is Steve Bruce, get out of my football club. That's that's the main message. Magpie twenty four seven is along the, along the same lines as a lot of the other channels and pages out there. We want Steve Bruce out of this football club. Um, he's he's a dinosaur. He's a waste of space, and he's he's the worst manager I've ever seen. Enough in my lifetime. Enough. We we've, yeah. we've literally stomachs filled. You know, you're going to fill up on turkey and stuff over the next uh, 24, 48 hours. Yes. Um, you know, over Christmas. Fill up on turkey because you've already filled up on as much Steve Bruce as you could ever likely want to stomach. So yeah, yeah play your desk, uh, Brucey, and fuck off. Yeah, that's the that's the final message. But yeah, I hope everybody enjoys the Christmas from a phone at Magpie twenty four seven. May I'm Paul, obviously, but um, yeah, it's, it it. it <laughs> but the... I just said we, 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 we might we might need a, another name for this podcast shortly. So any suggestions that you've got, <laughs> please, please do get them below because 
It's good. It, it's, it might take us a little bit of time to do a new intro. Aye. The anyone we'll gladly for, do it, though. Yeah, the anyone for Bacon podcast sounds like it's coming to an end with the end of Steve Bruce's tenure at the club. But um, I'm just getting used to saying it as well. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not good, is it? But um, aye, I hope you all enjoy your Christmas, everyone. Honestly, all your support over the last couple of months has meant so much to me and Paul. Obviously, in such a little time, we've been on Magpie 24-7. We've managed to connect with so many years and and just and those that are listening are really enjoying the podcast and stuff so yeah we'll really appreciate that and enjoy your christmas everyone we'll really do appreciate the support and we'll see you on the 27th to review this man city game which will obviously ah, three points easy uh easy three points 95 <laughs> percent possession and six and 60 shots on target i'm Who's on the drink calling? already <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had too many sherries, mate. But uh, <laughs> we'll love yous and leave yous, everyone. And uh, have a good Christmas. See you later. Merry Christmas. Keep it too.